Hello, everyone. Thanks again for choosing to give up some of your time to listen to Get Out of Rap. Today's episode is episode 96, and I'm joined by someone making his hat-trick appearance. That's Stu Dorman, the Chief Innovation Officer at Savio, and he talks about our favourite channel, Voice, and how attempts to kill it a bit premature and maybe a bit misguided. Let's get into the episode and hope you enjoy it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Get Out of Rap. And I'm now joined, I can now say this properly, a um, friend, true friend of the podcast. This is now, is this third or fourth? It's third. This, is, this is number three, yeah, the magic this number. This is the hat-trick appearance, yes. Is. Three is yeah. the magic number, de la soul. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Stu Dorman from Savio, thanks very much for coming on again. There, it's always a your appearances have always generated a lot of feedback, um, a lot of interest. And um, as I think I've mentioned before, you talk so eloquently, I'm not setting you up here, but you talk so eloquently about um, our industry and the future. So thanks very much for coming on. Well, thanks for being on. I feel very humbled with that comment. And I, you know, it's great to be on again. I, outside of these, you know, I love catching up with you. We've got a great relationship. Um, we're doing some really cool stuff together at the moment. And it's great to be back on the podcast. No, brilliant. And um, we're going to start with something that might be a little bit, uh, but not contentious isn't the word, but just is definitely going to generate some thought. And that is where voice sits in in our industry and some views around it from that have been talked about for years and where it might be heading in, in the future. What, why is this the, the subject of choice? Well, where do we start? You know, I, I, I think for the last, probably last decade, um, as more and more money has gone into um, digital transformation, if you like, um, the web, mobile, um, trying to create graphical user interfaces for customers to, to use as their primary point of contact with organizations. Um, I've, I've just, I've, I've actually, I've been to conferences and I've, I've been to lots of places where people talk about killing voice and, and maybe killing the contact center and trying to, you know, drive everyone towards a graphical user interface. And arguably, I think maybe putting up a barrier between the customer and the organization. And in some cases, that's a good thing. You know, that graphical UI as a, as a barrier, as a point of contact can be great. We can get things solved really quickly. Uh, but I, I feel there's been a bit of an over-rotation towards that um, to, to, to maybe to the detriment of the, 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 the thought and consideration around what it means to have human contact. And obviously human contact is, is driven by voice. You know, that's how for thousands of years we've used our voices to build relationships and to engage in commerce and to exchange complex ideas. And, uh, and you know, that remains to this day. And I, I think um, I think there's been a bit of a, re a reawakening over the pandemic where we've had customers that have maybe needed more reassurance, you know, they're, they're, they're going through quite emotional issues themselves. They may be worried about their job, how they're going to pay the bills, you know, all these kinds of how highly emotive issues that mean people need that reassurance of human contact and that human contact, you know, 
again, because of the pandemic, has really accelerated towards the contact centre because for the last couple of years, I haven't been able to go into a shop and speak to somebody. You know, everything's been done over the phone. So, yeah, and I, like I said, I've, I've actually been to conferences where people are walking around with T-shirts saying kill voice. With, really? with this perception, yeah, yeah, with this, this perception that everything's going to go digital and maybe maybe by chat. And, you know, I think we're sort of realising now that that voice is is and will remain, you know, a really important part of how we communicate with each other. And uh, and we need to nurture that and invest in it, I think, because it's such a natural thing to do. Do you think, because um, the, the, the stats around the extent to which customer preference, right, customer choice and the channels that we use in the industry, um, is it around, it's pretty, it's been pretty static, uh, voice is what 70 percent am i is that am i right or it's, a bit, it's actually a bit more than that i think the last really? yeah it's, it's still it's sort of 75 plus percent of contact with organizations is still through voice and you know you sort of email has been quite kind of static for a few years it's you know it's declining a little bit messaging has been increasing but but from a very small base you know so I think we are seeing more messaging, you know, we, we do it in a personal verse, right? We message more with each other now, and, mm. but that doesn't, you know, it, it kind of augments voice. It doesn't necessarily get rid of voice. So, but voice still dominates, you know, by, by a significant margin. And, and, and I think, yeah, because it has declined, it's been declining a bit. If you look at overall contact volume, but the interesting thing is if you look at time spent, on the phones, time spent speaking to people. And if you look at the stats across the industry, you know, average call durations in call centers have doubled in, it's just over 10, it's about 13, 14 years, but from what they were 13, 14 years ago to now, AHT's doubled. So what that shows, it's an obvious thing to state, but what that shows you is that, yes, digital interactions are taking away some of that contact, the simple contact, but what you're left with are those really complicated quite emotive you know emotional personal type of issues that only we humans really can can deal with um and there's all kinds of conversations that we could talk about there about how you know the the role of the increasingly important role of the contact center and how the role of the agent in the contact center is becoming ever more skilled and and you know competent it's a very professional role now you know it's and, and the tools that we need to provide agents need to be more sophisticated to help them do their jobs more effectively so what were the drivers do you think then to go back to because there must there was probably uh you assume good intent right so what were the drivers do you think behind the the kill voice um like let's say movement yeah i, I think it's cost you know it must yeah. be just just the call center the, the call center is a cost center it costs us money to deal with these all these annoying customers so <laughs> let's try and get rid of it let's try and you know create these new digital spaces where customers can go to to solve all of their problems and build it and they will come you know let, let's create these the, these tools and and people won't need to pick up the phone anymore and you know it's worked it's worked to an extent but um, as with anything, you know, it's, it's, it's not never quite as binary as you think it will be. And, and, and what it has done, like I say, is, is meant that the calls that do end up in the call centre are just much more complicated. Don't you think it's quite reassuring in a way about um, 
kind of human behavior well i was going to say customers but it's kind of like human behavior isn't it it's yeah that's fine i i absolutely love technology love what we're doing in our industry but mm. in a way it's kind of reassuring that there's still ultimately we're there for our customers and customers still need to be able to speak to someone it, it is i you know i think i i'm i'm a technologist you know i i, I love technology that's what i do i'm an engineer at heart you know i still um it fascinates me how technology, you know, improves society and, and all the kinds of things that sit behind that and all the implications of that. But also I'm quite a sociable person. I love speaking to people. It's just really, it's really made me think about how we are just wired to, to, to communicate using our voices, you know, gesticulating, obviously I'm doing this now, but certainly using our voices, um, particularly, like I say, when, when it's an emotive issue and, God, we've had quite a lot of those in the last couple of years. So, yeah, yeah no, I think I think it is it is reassuring, and it, and it just goes to show you how important the human face of an organisation is, and and how if you're going to build a relationship with a with a customer, you know, you need you need people involved. I don't, I'm um, not sure you can build a relationship just through a through a screen. There's um, this, apparently the study of language is one of the oldest sciences um, around, and a lot of it is centered in um, the reason it's so linked to connection is we all, we, we innately or very quickly understand the patterns of our conversations. So, mm. the, and we, we love those kind of patterns and it is a way of us establishing connections with each other, even if that is over the phone to, a stranger about uh, about a service mm. wonder if you know with that in mind where what what you when you look at the future um the the part voice plays do you see it remaining static in terms of uh, the preference the channel of preference or do you see any changes there um I, you know we, we may I, I think there's still a way to go um in terms of improving the sophistication, if you like, and the usability of digital tools. And, and you know, in, the, in one of the last podcasts, we talked a bit about AI and, and conversational user interfaces as opposed to graphical user interfaces. And I, th I still think we're in the early stages of um, digitizing voice in a way that people can, you know, use their voices to express themselves, but still get, you know, uh, engage with a computer if you like and get a relatively simple problem solved quite quickly without the need to speak to a human and i think that's a good thing um but i also think um that you know if i think about the contact center of the future and the way that people reach out you know if you think about the experience today it's not very joined up you know and, and quite often if I, if I need to speak to somebody in a contact center i'm still having to find a phone number somewhere i'm you know picking up my phone not necessarily dialing, maybe I'm dialing, maybe I'm clicking on something on a screen, but it's quite a disjointed experience. And I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm using the old network, I'm, you know, connecting through and maybe using a basic IVR type system to identify my intent. So that, that, whole, that whole experience, I think, is quite disjointed. And I think in the future, we'll definitely see human experiences embedded much more deeply within a digital experience of some sort. So what I, what I mean by that is, you know, if I go to a website, 
instead of me having to find the phone number and, and dial somebody and then start my journey all over again, I think that journey should be much more seamless and, and I should be able to just click on something, start speaking to somebody, sharing content, you know, again, the human can still be there in the loop. They can still, we can still use voice as a way of communicating, but it's, it's augmented by the fact that the customer's online, we can share content more readily, we can share ideas more readily. So I, for me, that's where it's going to go. I think it's going to be, you know, a, a, a just a much more seamless experience than it is today. And a bit like before the pandemic, a lot of these technologies actually already exist, uh, but people just aren't using them. You know, the, the Zoom existed before the pandemic, but not many of us really used it in the way that we do now. Now it's, we spend most of our days on it. I think we, we kind of need to get to that point with this, this kind of technology and with contact centers being a bit more integrated into the overall customer journey, the overall customer experience. So I think that's, for me, that's where it's going to head. That's the exciting part for me. I would agree. That was just the word I was going to use then, which was exciting, because if we if we think about how we interact with technology now, it's seamlessly through Alexa or Siri. It's seamless through um, Zoom and we can collaborate with teams and uh, we can still be as effective, if not more than we were when we were doing it face to face. Yet, if I want to make a change to my car insurance, I, I'm already thinking, right, here we go. Uh, yeah. I'm now going to go through a bit of a journey. I'm going to allocate myself some time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to meditate before I start and, you know, and have to go around the houses, jump around. And I don't think I'm explaining anything that people can't resonate with, right? You, you steal yourself for that yeah. interaction. And it feels like a great achievement afterwards when you, when you get something done. And it's at odds with so much of our experience with, with technology. And I think that, you know, we, we have to be honest with ourselves in our industry and say, we need to get, you know, to your point, exactly, more seamless mm. in how we let people get what they want to get done and yeah. not feel like it's a, a mission. Yeah, I agree. And, and also, by bringing together these, these different technologies, you know, you, you, you are able to leverage what's best out of voice, digital chat, you know, all these different yeah. things that most, in, in most cases today, you're either on one or the other and people call it omni-channel, you know, it's a bit of an industry buzzword really, but the, the idea that, you know, oh, okay, I can chat to you one minute and then I can speak to you on voice and maybe I can send you an email and, and guess what, you know, it all goes into the same pot and, and the agent on the other end can see, oh, you sent an email last week. That's not really omni-channel. I think for me, it, it's about, um, like I say, I might start my journey on a website and then start chatting to somebody. They start sharing some content. You know, they might send me an email afterwards with a summary and you, you're bringing all those things into the mix at any one time. And I can't remember if we talked about this on the last podcast, but I quite often use this analogy with, with sort of Alexa, the old style Alexa versus Siri. And you ask, the, you ask it the weather, you know, you ask Alexa the weather and it takes you about 20, 30 seconds to play the weather back to you over voice. So the point being it's, Inputting a command with voice is really quick, but getting the information back takes ages. But you do the same for Siri and you know, you say, what's the weather? And it pops up on yeah. your screen. And within a half That's a, a really second, you've been able to know exactly what's going on with the weather. And, and so issuing commands with voice, um, asking questions is really quick and easy. It's a quick way for us to express a need, but then to get that information back often 
you know, a picture paints a thousand words, you know, having something that conveys information very quickly, we can, you know, we can, we can read much faster than we can listen. And I think those, you know, bringing those things together is a really interesting area for development, I think, for the industry. So, yeah. I completely agree. Let me just let my dog out. He's making loads of noise. I know. He's still okay. <laughs> the no, get out a rap dog. Yeah. <laughs> Here we come. Um, so with that, with that in mind, in terms of the different ways to use um, voice, do you... I remember as well as the kind of um, we that you don't need to have voice, or you should really be thinking about not having it at all because otherwise you'll left you'll be left behind. Mm. It came around about the same time as um, people talking about using video more as well. Yeah. Does do you think that is that going to have a place in our um, the contact centre of the future? So there's there's two things there. You know, you mentioned. So I think firstly we've got to start thinking of voice as a digital channel that's the that's the first thing i think organizations right. need to do so instead of trying to kill it think of it as a digital channel and, and what, what i mean by that is that because of all of the stuff we talked about in the last podcast around the development of ai the democratization of ai the fact that it's available now the fact that natural language processing has become you know almost as, as sophisticated almost as as um accurate as as us humans listening and, and speaking what that means is you know we can treat the treat the incoming voice interaction from a customer as a digital channel first of all ask them some questions try and solve their problem quickly or at the very least capture information to allow us to make a better routing decision and and you know pass that information over to the to the person in the contact center so they're on the front foot they they know why the customer's calling they're ready to answer the question um so that's one aspect of treating it as a digital channel the other thing is there's so much information that is exchanged between customers and agents in call centers and and if you think about you know most organizations these days see data as a real differentiator, they want to use data effectively to drive uh, differentiation in their products and services, you know, as a competitive advantage, you will not find more data than you'll find in a contact center. You know, the challenge historically is that that data has been unstructured and we've, we've not been able to really truly tap into it and make use of it. So that's a, that's the second aspect, I think, of treating voice like a digital channel is unlocking the data and the potential within the voice to be able to understand more about the interaction and, and drive more value from it. So, so that's, that's one thing. And then you mentioned about video as well. Do I think video has a place in the contact center? Well, you know, we've been doing quite a lot of workshops recently with clients and it's definitely, you know, uh, there is definitely a place for video. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's in the, the kind of mass interactions with customers, you know, where we're seeing quite a lot of video used at the moment is, is almost replacing some of those interactions that would have taken place in a branch network, in a bank, for example, you know, going through a mortgage application process or something that is very much a one to one complex interaction. Like I say, that you probably would have booked an appointment with a manager in a branch or something like that. All of those interactions now have gone digital but they are over Zoom or similar times of, kinds of technology. So those types of interactions, you know, pre-booked, one-on-one, you know, consultative type interactions, I think, I think that lends itself very well to, 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 to video. 
do I think that when I call my insurance company to renew my insurance, do I need to see the person at the other end? You know, probably not. You know, there's that they, I might feel a bit strange about letting a stranger into my house and seeing what's going on behind me. Not that they can see much in, the, in my white box. <laughs> um, do I want to see them? I don't need to see them. But mm. I think, like I said earlier, you know, but th for that agent to be able to share something with me, to present information to me, a document to, to give me, you know, here, here's a visual representation of the, the different insurance options that you have. And here's the price associated with them. And, just have a quick read through those and make sure you figure out the right one and then you can select it, you know, as opposed to saying, you know, could you just repeat what option number one was and how does that compare to option number two? That's hard to do over voice. So I think that's where I see video or, or content sharing um, having its place in the, the, the kind of mass contact center, mass market contact center of the future, if that makes sense. Yeah, this is why you're the hat trick hero of the the podcast because there's so many good points made there Stuart yeah and this just touch on the first one totally agree that if you just in our minds think about voice as a digital channel already we've elevated it slightly to probably where it needs to needs to be the other one being around just the data inherent in in voice interactions you only need to look at um well for example the transcript that's going to come out of of our of us talking now Mm. is going to be so rich it's going to there'll be so much of it you know you think about speech analytics and what's possible there and really understanding how to improve individuals how to improve the customer experience you're dead right that kind of the source of data that you get from voice often um the the, the people speaking can't remember what, yeah. what they've what they've said or how they phrased something in a certain way um mm -hmm. And this is a way of getting it and, and doing something, um, doing something meaningful with it. And then, yeah. yeah, really good point around just, I guess what you're saying then is it's combining how we use our brains visually as well to be able to understand some complex things that maybe voice alone might not do. Or mm -hmm. again, it's all got to be for the betterment of the, the customer. But it does make me think we still, there needs to be more done to upskill and to provide our frontline team members with all the tools needed to to do that but it should be fun for them to do i think so and and you know just building on your point there around speech analytics you know again it's a similar thing the technology has been around for many years really but because of recent advancements there's a couple of things that are really important there that, that, that have made it i think have elevated its position one, one is the accuracy alone, you know, we, because of um, the advancement of speech recognition, the levels of accuracy that we can get now are an order of magnitude over what we could get, you know, a few years ago. So we've got more, you know, more accurate information in that transcript of the conversation. The second thing, and, and this is where it probably maybe gets a little bit technical, but the, the, the application of machine learning to that interaction is enabling us to take what is what is a vast amount of data and extract meaning from it in a much more straightforward way. So, so really at its heart, machine learning is about um, one as one key aspect of it is, is about the ability to um, to spot patterns within co very complex data sets and, and start identifying, you know, regularities in those patterns and then draw out meaning from them. 
So whereas previously, you know, you might get a, a, an interaction and a human would have to hunt through that data looking for, for insights and information to try and find, you know, patterns of, of behaviours. Whereas with, with the application of, of machine learning technology, it can surface those insights. So it takes another step out of the process, if you like, to, to try and draw meaning uh, from that information. And then if you then take that to the next level and, uh, and how... You know, we've talked a lot about how the technology can be used to engage with customers and help them solve problems themselves. But it can also be used, you know, to listen into conversations with agents and customers and start surfacing irrelevant information, like knowledge articles and, you know, bit, bits of insight or, or even summarising the call so that I don't have to spend, you know, 20 minutes in rap <laughs> summing up my notes. You know, the, the technology has done it for me. It's, it's given me a summary of the conversation, picked out the key points, put it in the in the wrap, you know, in my notes, and then I want to speak to the customer for the next one. So it's again, it's taking that overhead away from the agent to be able to just focus on the customer and that's what they should be focusing on. Completely agree. And it's kind of seems like a little bit of a, a very topical thing about trying to, it's making the most of your interactions so that you're not having to rework after it or you know before it whatever that you're just making the most and the technology's there to do that now um it it sounds it sounds great and you guys are kind of well into doing that and at the forefront of that right yeah we're doing some really cool stuff at the moment um you know particularly in that latter part i'd still say it was in its early days and and we're still exploring where the real value sits for that technology. Right now, some of the best use cases that I've seen are when you've got a messaging exchange between the customer and the advisor and, and surfacing, you know, suggested responses. And, you know, so the, the, less, the less keys the agent has to press on their keypad and the more they can just, yeah, that's a good answer, click on it. You know, the more throughput we're giving them, the more they can focus on the customer, the less on bashing away on their keyboards and and chat's an obvious application for that you know voice i mean imagine we're having a conversation now and every time you know you or i say something a really interesting tidbit of information pops up on the screen and, and we can like bring that into the conversation that's there these are some of the areas that are emerging now around how we can use that real time for voice which i'm i'm really excited about i think that's that's a you know um speaking on behalf of, of, of the contact centre industry and, and, and the agents out there, I think this is something that's going to really help them to, you know, to, to do their jobs more effectively, to feel more comf confident when a customer asks them a complex question, knowing that, you know, the technology is there backing them up and, and offering them off, you know, suggestions to help them appear, you know, and, and, and that th th they, they're able to answer any question the customer throws at them. So, yeah, it's an interesting space right now. It really is. And to be honest, it's you only need to look at the popularity and the proliferation of things like um, Clubhouse, uh, Wisdom. I can't remember the name of the one that uh, Twitter's own version of um, Clubhouse, but this is all, it's just pure audio based, right? It's all yeah, just... Yeah, Discord, that's another one. Yeah, Discord. And th that whole kind of um, means by which people are comfortable interacting often with with strangers you know you 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 want to learn something you go you go on clubhouse or wisdom or whatever and you yeah scroll through have a look see what you can find and it's it's really really popular and it's all voice based it's funny i because i am um, i know you, you both got kids and you sort of 
I think any parent out there worries about how much screen time their kids are having and how social media is impacting them and so on. But then I, you know, I, I've got two boys, one's, one's uh, 18, one's 15, and you can hear them in their rooms talking to their mates, yeah. either playing games or in my older son's case, debating stuff like you say, he's, he's using Discord, yeah. they're dropped into rooms, they're laughing, they're, you know, yeah. they're, absolutely in fit they're like you know storming around debating these different things or they're in a battle or whatever yeah and i i you know i kind of gone recently from thinking worrying about how much time they're spending doing this thing hang on a second they are socializing way more than i ever did at that age because they're just chatting <laughs> to each other all the time you know i remember yeah. when i was younger you know i was we had one phone in the house and you know yeah. i'd be on the phone chatting to one of my mates and my mum would pick up the phone at the other side and say <laughs> right you've been on for 10 minutes now come on off you get so you know that they, they are communicating a lot more using voice alongside digital tech channels uh way more than, than than we ever did at that age so that that's quite encouraging to me i think it's, it's yeah. good and it's also kind of you think about all the streaming services and often it that kind of you think about using different channels at once right so video voice and chat people chatting on streams Mm. and just you know again everyone being very comfortable with that and yeah. i think that is you're kind of looking at the future right there in terms of um how we deal how we're going to deal with our customers because our customers are going to demand that because yeah. our customers right now like you say are the customers of the future are your sons yeah and that and that's how they're comfortable and that's how we've got to be really kind of prepared to to service their their needs right yeah no, I mean, it's, and again, this is without laboring too much on the pandemic, you know, that that's been a real driver for a lot of this stuff. It's in many ways, it's shrunk the world. And, you know, even, you know, looking at Apple have come out of this new thing recently where, where again, you can sit down with a, with a bunch of people all over the world, doesn't really matter where, synchronize watching a video together or listening to a podcast or a radio show or some music together. So it's, it's breaking down distance but still having a shared experience, you know, with somebody else, even though they could be anywhere in the world. And it's the same with all of these, you know, voice-based social media channels and, and, you know, the games that people play, it's, it's allowing you to communicate, but with a, with a shared goal, a shared purpose, which, which in many cases happens to be a, a digitally driven, you know, experience. So yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting, exciting time, I think. <clears throat> Maybe it's, um, it definitely is. And maybe it's the, it's kind of voice enhanced, you know, it's, that's, that's what it is. It's not um, in isolation that um, voice will stand the test of time. It's, it's voice complemented by the other channels. It's, it's, it's done that way. Um, mm. Because the possibilities are, are, are endless. And also you'd think it would have a real positive benefit on employee engagement as well. Mm. I think just about being a, you know, you, the way you envisaged talking to someone and having helpful things set up or summaries of the of the call, it just reduces that mental load on people, I think. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, you're going back to one of your points earlier on, you know, language, how language came about. Language, as far as we can tell, I think was developed or evolved about 25,000 years ago. But for almost the entirety of that period, up until about 100-ish years ago, it was constrained by as far as you could shout, you know, it was literally, you had to be within, 
you know, a, a, a 10, 15 meter radius to somebody to use voice as a way of communicating. Mm -hmm. And then along came the telephone and, and it gradually grew in popularity. But that's really what led to this explosion in contact centers back in the back in the 80s. You know, that, that's how that came about. And, and if you look at the, the data, you know, I've been looking into this quite a lot recently, how the UK has, and I think, well, again, well, I think we talked about this in the last podcast, but the UK has uh, one of the, probably the second largest market in the world for contact centers. It's one of the most sophisticated markets in the world. It's a huge employer within the UK, maybe a million or so people employed within the sector. Um, it's becoming more and more and more professional. We're, we're right, you know, this country's, at the, at the forefront of, of development of the contact center sector globally. Um, but, but what we've just figured out now, I think over the last few years and what's been driven by the pandemic is back exactly your point. It's voice plus another channel. It's, you know, all that time voice has been very serial in the way we communicate. It's been via the phone. We've had nothing else to share. Now we figured out how to layer other channels alongside voice in real time and you're right you know it just it just makes voice even more powerful it makes human contact even more powerful because uh, we're no longer constrained just to not seeing someone at the other end of the phone and and having to use quite a you know serial way of communicating as the as the you know the, the way that we talk to each other so yeah it's, it's it's all good it is and it's funny isn't it because you think about it um i can i'm just going to show my age here as well but i can remember getting my first mobile phone and your text was limited to kind of a little, a tiny little characters. Yeah. Yeah. A tiny little space. And um, yeah. now I've taken to, I think I left you one the other day. I, I tend to leave a voice note because yeah. if I'm, if I'm walking the dog or whatever, I don't want to type and I feel like I can express myself better yeah. through, through my voice. So hold down the microphone, leave that voice note and then often get replies back the same way. And it's, um, it's yeah. funny how it's kind of evolved. Yeah, it is. My, my daughter does that all the time. She's always just leaving voice messages and partly because it's that, it's that laziness of I can't prototype, <laughs> I just want to leave a voice message. But like you say, you can express yourself so much more clearly, you know, you can, and it's more personal and it's just mm. so much more, you know, depth to it, I think, than just sending a message to somebody. So, And I don't get called out by the grammar police for, um, yeah for voice messages you know yeah. no one's going to worry about where i'm putting an apostrophe then no exactly or, or spell check or, or completely yeah. change the sentence that you were trying to write yeah but Stu, it's been another um fascinating dip into into your mind and your your world and i'm i know we're going to be talking about some more of this stuff um later on where what would you say to people listening around who might you know be thinking about where their where voice sits in their in their contact center as a final kind of thing for them to be thinking about. Well, you know, I, I just think you've got to re realize the importance of human communication in the way that we engage with customers, but try not to think of voice as just something that is the is the catch all of of you know of when something goes wrong, you know. The, the customer has to find the phone number. They've got to find their way through to speak to somebody. They're having to put effort in to get to the point where they just want to get their problem solved and speak to, you know, one of your, the representatives of your organization that's probably going to deliver the most value and create the, the most meaning for that customer than anything that can be done on a website. So, um, you know, just try and think about making that journey more joined up, you know, 
what what think about what happens before the customer picks up the phone what are they doing and what's leading them to pick the phone up and can you reach out to them through the web through whatever it is you know to make sure that um that when they do decide to speak to somebody that journey for them is as seamless as possible and quite often what that means is that the contact center has to work a bit closer with the people that are designing those upstream experiences um, to be able to, to to join the dots and connect it all together and, and you know think about that customer journey what the route they're going on are they going to google first are they going to the web first do they have a mobile app because there's a whole lot of stuff that happens like i say before the customer gets to the point where they start dialing that number and and, and i think that's where you know you've got to link voice into that broader experience yeah it's insightful as ever thanks so much for for coming on and look forward to you coming back on again thank you good to see you yeah you too thanks Steve. thanks mate what a great episode that was Stu is always so insightful it's no wonder he gets asked to speak at so many events hopefully you took a lot away from that I do appreciate you listening. If you're not already, please do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And if you can and you want to, please do rate and review. I'd also like to draw your attention to getoutofrap.com. There's a lot of extra stuff on there, a lot of free stuff that will hopefully, again, help you and your teams in our industry. Please do sign up for free stuff and I'll make sure I... I send you helpful stuff and I promise not to spam. As always, thanks very much for all your support and I will see you next time.